everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining today. I am actually back in the podcast studio. It's been a year, but I am back with today's Devo writer, Mr. Matt Ashley. Hey, everybody. Matt, welcome back. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You were here for First Timothy 1. Yes. We'll link that in the episode description if you want to hear more from Matt. But you didn't get the chance to really share your full story. And so I would love to hear, Matt, um, as we typically do on this podcast, how you came to know the Lord, and then fast forward, what's going on in your life today? Yeah, of course. So uh, I'm actually a preacher's kid, so classic PK. Nice. uh, Grew up in the church, have uh, really been around God my entire life, and I would say desired to to live for Him, but really more for my own reputation and my Mm. own glory as I was growing up. Um, It was really more about me being perfect than me being uh, like Christ or compassionate or even evangelical Mm. at all. Um, And so uh, I kind of carried on that path through college into my young professional career um, and really was kind of trying to chase perfection, but also desiring uh, my main crux, trying to desire affirmation from women. And so I wasn't the athlete. I wasn't the cool kid in school, but I thought maybe if I could just date the right girl, Mm. then people would value me. Uh, And eventually I, I wanted that so badly that I essentially walked away from the faith. I would have never said that but uh, desired enough that I put that on a pedestal over God. Mm. And I think God finally allowed me to have that. And he finally said, fine, see what life is like, you know, with, with the thing you say you want so badly. Uh, and it was as greatest grace he could have given me. And mm. so wow. uh, he, he pulled me out of that pit when I was in a pretty rough spot um, through a great friend who actually brought me to Watermark, kind of put me back on my feet, surrounded me with really amazing godly guys in my community group and just kind of reminded me that, uh, like John 10.10 says is, Life is found in him. He's come that I would have life to the fullest here on earth. And I've got to find that here with, in him. And it's a, it's been a joy. So I found great friends here, great community. Uh, met my wife here. We actually just Amazing. had our first kid. Congrats. So thank you so much. He's two months and a day. Two and so months and a day. Two months and a day. It's pretty amazing. So um, You never knew you could love something that terrorizes you so much. <laughs> um, That's a great way to put it. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. But and it's just been a joy to, and, a, and a reminder of the God we serve. Mm-hmm. That I think when I was a kid, I thought if I am good enough, then I will be loved. And now I know that I am good enough because I'm loved. Mm. That's so good, Matt. Matt, what do you do for work? What's your day to day? Yeah, I work in tech sales. So I work for Hewlett Packard Enterprise, wow. HPE. Like it's, the printers. See, a lot of people think that. It's oh, actually it's not. not. Oh, so, tough. I no, thought I knew. No, no, no. This is why I typically just say HP because. There are printers, and then there's another company that is HP still, but they do like data centers, servers, storage. Oh, that's way over my um, head. It's over mine too, and I try to sell it, so <laughs> you can amazing. see how it goes. I love it. I love it. Well, today we are in Joshua 3 and 4. You got two chapters. Um, as a reminder, we're starting Joshua. It's a great week to invite new friends to read with us, whether that's your community group, family, neighbors, friends. Start in Joshua. It's okay to be a few days behind or a few weeks behind for that matter. Um, But I would love to know, Matt, what are are your takeaways from today's reading? I'm going to try to follow the same script I did for the discussion question. So uh, it's going to be one big takeaway and then two applications. And the first takeaway is remember. And Mm so you see uh, the key verse here is is the end of Joshua 4 where it says, build up these stones, create this monument so that you would remember. And so that when your kids ask, what do these mean? You can speak of how God delivered y'all and how he, he stopped the waters. And so the, the first thing, as, as simple as it sounds, is remember. 
Um, and I talk in the Devo some about that doesn't just mean try not to forget. It means actually build in rhythms in your life of remembrance. Mm. And so uh, you may not have like a 12-stone pillar in your living room. Sure. But what can you, could you have a journal? Mm-hmm. Could, you, could you write down prayer requests and the date and you go back and you edit it for when you do see God respond? So that I know, especially for me, as I, as I look at this passage, it's always been impactful to me. But the day actually that I picked this passage to write on was the day after we found out we were pregnant. Oh, that's so fun. And so for me now, think, thinking of it through, uh, through my son's eyes, like there is so much faithfulness and so much deliverance that God provides that we just forget. We, tr- we don't train ourselves to see. Mm-hmm. And if we do notice, we forget because life's crazy. Right. And right. so I want, my, I want Carter to grow up in a family that says, oh, man, you're going to high school. That's scary. Let's look back at what God has done for us. Mm. Let's, let's see how he's provided. Um, and so my, my first thought is just remember. That's so good. And that's what my wife and I actually have a reminder set on our phones. Uh, I think hers is nine and mine's 10. But it just says, how did God reveal himself to you today? And I think that's awesome. I'm really glad we do that because it can, you know, in our best moments, it gives us a conversation to talk about. In our worst moments, we're like, ah, he was good and there was no traffic. Let's move on. Yeah, um, right. But I want us to take that next step also of just making sure we are setting up those stones and that we're not just forgetting his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. So good. What else? You said you had two yeah, kind of applications. Yeah, so the first is remember, the, the, and, and the, the applications are the importance of why you remember. And so first is share. Um, God doesn't just provide deliverance so that we can accept it and say, thank you so much, that's amazing, and go about mm-hmm. our day, right? Uh, I think I talked about it. And just the, the form of saying it's this compounding nature of his deliverance and that it it's, it's helps us in the present so that we can strengthen others in the future. Mm. And so if God has done something, then, you know, Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Right. Um, I think First Peter talks about something similar too of just saying, hey, even if people— hate you and speak horrible things about you, live in such a way that they, when they see you, they glorify your Father in heaven. Mm. And so let's not rob God of the opportunity to be glorified. Let's let's share what he has done in our lives, whether that's with your community group members, whether that's with a coworker that you see going through a hard time. Um, and there's power in just saying, hey, I've been there, or this is something I've walked through as well, and it was scary and it was hard, and God delivered me. And I just want to encourage you with that. Um, I don't know what it'll look like for you, but I know that we serve a God who shows up. And so I want to encourage just the listeners to, um, you're not just remembering to strengthen yourself, but you, you, you are strengthening yourself, right? You're going to face another trial in the future. And if you have remembered how he's been faithful in the past, that will strengthen you to walk through this trial. But, uh, or and, and also, <laughs> um, strengthen others too. God didn't just save us. I think it even talks about um, in one of the in one of the chapters, how God stopped the Jordans so that all the world would know He's powerful, and it says He does that similar to how He did for the Red Sea. Well, look at Rahab. Look at what happened when Rahab saw what God did to the Red Sea. The whole world saw it. They all knew. She even talks about Jericho being in fear because of what God did, but her response was to see what He did and and trust Him. And so that's what God can do with our stories and with His the stories of how He's delivered us in His in our lives. So good. What's the last one? The last one I'm is— I'm loving this. Thanks, thanks. The last one is walk. And so in my discussion questions, I, I reference Daniel 6. I'm going to kind of veer here. I'm going to take a mm-hmm. little, little detour um, because I think it's really important. Um, we claim that we have a faith that offers peace that surpasses all understanding. That's Philippians 4. But a lot of times when we hit hard times, we don't act like it. Mm. And so if, if your coworker or your neighbor or somebody who doesn't know Jesus— sees you going through a hard time and you act the same way they do, what peace do you offer? 
what do you have? And so what I love about Daniel 6 is, um, is just Darius's response. So that's, that's Daniel in the lion's den. It's a very famous story. Um, the very, very, very brief synopsis is Daniel is an exile. He is uh, serving the, the Persian government. He does well. The king loves him, but the people don't because he is good at what he does and he holds him to a high standard and he's getting through the ranks. And so to, make, to try to get at him, they have this line that says, we're never going to find anything wrong with him unless it has to do with his God, which mm-hmm. I love that line. Yeah. That's, um, so they make it illegal to pray. a good goal. Yeah, right. I don't yourself. think that could be said of me. Um, but they make, they make it illegal to pray to anyone but to Darius. So the, who's the king? Daniel hears the rule. He goes ahead and prays to God like he always does. And of course, which means he is arrested. He's arrested. He has to be thrown into the den of lions. But eventually Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. Darius says to Daniel, hey, may the Lord whom you serve continually save you. Hmm. Obviously, God does. Closes the mouths of the lions. Daniel is saved. And Darius's response to this is, he sends a letter to his entire kingdom saying, the God of Daniel is the God who lives. He is the one true God who endures. And what I think is so cool and why, why I reference this with the, the, the Devo on trials and remembrance is that Darius knew Daniel his entire life. Darius was fond of Daniel. Darius loved Daniel. He knew he was a good man. He knew he, the God he served even. Mm-hmm. But Darius didn't know God as God, as, his God. as Yahweh, right. until he saw the way Daniel walked through a trial. Mm. And so I think there's a lot of people in our lives that probably see us live a good life, that see things go well for us or see this, that we're nice people. And they're like, that's great. Good for you. But when things are going well, it's kind of like Job. When things are going mm-hmm. well, what does that really prove? Yeah. But when Darius saw Daniel be thrown into the lion's den, he didn't protest. He didn't stop serving as God. And he said, yeah, I believe God's got me because God's good. Mm-hmm. That is what convinced Darius to say, man, I need to tell everyone I know about the God of Daniel. Right. And so I want to encourage us in the way that we walk through these trials is that people are watching. Mm-hmm. People take notice. And if we walk through a trial with confidence, with peace, not saying it isn't hard, not saying we put on a fake face, but just saying, man, this is terrible. I hate that this is happening. And I know the God I serve. So good. And I'm okay if this life, this, this mist of a life, like um, James 4 talks about, this mist of a life is hard. If it could bring someone else to eternity with Christ, mm-hmm. that's worth it. So and I think that's important. I, I agree with you, Matt. I mean, here in, here in Joshua, we're seeing like God saying, hey, remember how I brought you through the trial. Stack these stones. Don't forget what I've done. But we're about to see the Israelites move in and start conquering the land. And we can't forget that God's heart is for the nations. Like the the Rahab story is really critical because God wanted the Israelites to live in such a way that other nations would would be like, who is your your God? I got <laughs> yeah. to know this guy, yes. you know? Yes. Um, so that's such a great reminder. I love it as we head into to this book um, to remember that God's heart is for other people to know him. It, it was the same in the Old Testament as it is today. Right. And yeah. he uses broken people yeah. to accomplish that purpose. It's so good. We're out of time. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.